You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Well, well, welcome back uh, to Real Presence Live. We are excited now for this segment that is, is a great, great uh, gift for us. It reminds us of a great gift. It's the time for the Honor Our Fathers segment. We have m- so many great priests who model and guide us to a closer relationship with our Heavenly Father. And so we want to honor our spiritual fathers with a dozen donuts donated by a local business. Let us know who you'd like to honor, and each week we will draw a name, share who the winner is, and find out why that particular priest was nominated by one or more of our listeners. Today's Honor Our Fathers segment on Real Presence Radio is brought to you in part by Kubacher Trucking. Kubacher Trucking delivers road materials, rock for your needs, topsoil for lawn and garden, plus dust control applications for roads. You can contact Jack at Kubacher Trucking at 307-680-1814. That's Jack at 307-680-1814. Yeah, and today we are going to be honoring Father Matt Schmitz from Sacred Heart Parish and High School in East Grand Forks, Minnesota. So Julie nominated him saying, we are truly blessed with the clergy we have at Sacred Heart in East Grand Forks. Father Matt Schmitz is a young priest ordained three years ago, and yet he is so wise and yet so humble. Mm. I am 62 years old, and the things I learn from his homilies are amazing. He also serves as chaplain for the students at Sacred Heart High School. So today... We honor our fathers. Our honor fathers segment on Real Presence Radio Network is brought to you in part by Kubaker Trucking. Kubaker Trucking delivers road materials, rock for your needs, topsoil for lawn and garden, plus dust control applications for roads. You can contact Jack at 307-680-1814. Yes, so congratulations once again to Father Matt Schmitz from Sacred Heart Parish and High School in East Grand Forks. Uh, that's that's the kind of way to say thank you, to say I love you in my world, is donuts. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, we've had so many wonderful priests that have been honored, and we thank all the listeners mm. who have, you know, called the station or yes. emailed the station with their nominations. Please don't hesitate to do so, because uh, we just love, love giving thanks to our priests. Yeah, and I think this, this is such a good um, kind of transition out of our last uh, segment, uh, last interview, where we, talk, we were talking about St. Joseph, right? This, this foster father of Jesus, the, the patron of, the protector of the universal church, um, uh, the father par excellence. And, and we see in our priests this spiritual fatherhood, the way that God is so close to us that he ministers to us through the sacramental life, you know, through, through bringing us Jesus. It's, it's I think, a, a beautiful thing. And this, this year of St. Joseph is all the more perfect. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so grateful for our wonderful holy men that have been called to the priesthood who are our priests. I'm so grateful for all the seminarians and the diaconate programs that we have in our our parishes. Um, We're just really, really blessed. Absolutely. Yeah, so it was just, I, I loved having that discussion. I wish we had gone, been able to go on longer with uh, with Jen Settle about um, about St. Joseph. And I'm just, I'm, I'm you know, I shared with Jen after the interview that it's something where I have a tendency to be uh, somewhat cynical, where it's like, okay, 
Um, that's that's not actually in the scripture. We're imposing a bunch of things on people from the scriptures that you know the Bible doesn't actually say. But as I've been going through that that consecration, the preparation for consecration to Saint Joseph, it's been like, oh no no no, this is this is absolutely. It's it's um, inferred. It's insinuated. It's it's all part of the character of Saint Joseph, and it's telling. I love the point that you made, Janine, about how God doesn't give us saints frivolously. The Church doesn't provide us with canonized saints for no reason. It, it they they really do strengthen and bolster our spiritual lives by not only seeing their example, but by being those older brothers and sisters for us in heaven, interceding for us and and gaining graces for us, sending down, uh, you know through their intercession, the graces that we need. And, and being friends to us, yeah. you know, and that's just so important that uh, it's not like someone up high on this pedestal. They mm-hmm. lived a life that had all the, all the rocky roads, right. you know, that we experience. And, and how they got through those rocky roads is what made them so holy. Absolutely. And so these examples of holy men and women are so important for us to to get into a relationship with, yeah. because it all points towards our Father. Yes. That all points towards Jesus and the Holy Spirit, that triune, beautiful, you know, trinity that we need to develop a relationship with. Yeah. You know, one of the things that they talk about in the the 44-day preparation for consecration is um, the ability to get an indulgence, and, and certainly we're in the year of St. Joseph where there all, are all kinds of indulgences, um, but they suggest like on the first Wednesday of the month, because Wednesdays are the days particularly in the life of the church devoted to St. Joseph. Um, and they suggest on the first Wednesday of the month, um, the practice of praying the rosary, um, I suppose it would be the joyful mysteries, through the perspective of St. Joseph. Hmm. Now, that's one thing that I've, I've certainly prayed the rosary before through Mary's eyes and you know various individuals, but it, it's not a practice I had done before of, of how would Joseph experience these events, these mysteries? You know, that it's it's a really cool thing. Mm-hmm. And and I think when Jen was talking about some of the different parts of it, mm-hmm. and you know, she started out with Joseph's silence, mm-hmm. and and for me, my earthly father, uh, my dad was a very silent man, mm. but when he said something, it meant something. Sure. You know, you really took what he said to heart. It wasn't like he spoke all the time and, you know, but when he did say something, it was gold, Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and how we can look to Joseph, you know, in that silence, um, in his humility, you know, in his virtuous life. Mm-hmm. You know, how special is that, that yeah. we can become more like him in those characteristics as well? And, you know, one of the things that um, that I think that there's the emphasis is that it's not like Joseph was kind of a pretend father to Jesus. He was, oh, heavens, no. He was the, fa- he was the real earthly father mm-hmm. for Jesus. And in fact, it's, it's fascinating that um, in the Gospels, they show Jesus's legitimacy as king by tracing his line back to David through Joseph. Right. I mean, you don't... You don't through really... his adopted father. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the, 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 he was his father, mm-hmm. uh, according to the law as God had erected it through Moses, you know? And so, he really was a, a true father to, Joseph, to Jesus, and he would have taught Jesus everything that he needs to know as a human being, to... to thrive and flourish, certainly as a carpenter, but just as a, a, young, a boy and then a, a young man and a man... Um, so much of 
it's, it's fascinating to think about how much of the teaching of Jesus came initially from the lips of Joseph. Yeah, and, and think about that in our day and age when, um, for instance, today in the 117th Congress, uh, they're going to be voting about taking pronouns mm. out, you know, taking words like mother, mm-hmm. son, man, woman, you know, out. And all the more reason, the providential, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, how providential is that, that Pope Francis is calling for the yes. consecration to Joseph this year. Yeah. You know, calling, uh, you know, for the year of St. Joseph. Um, that, you know, gender equality is an important thing. Right. But not erasing the gender uniqueness. uniqueness. Right, exactly. <laughs> wow, is that the Holy Spirit? <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and so it, it, we need to celebrate fatherhood. Yeah. We need to celebrate motherhood. We right. need to celebrate those beautiful, beautiful differences and uniqueness that we yeah. have in our. Yeah. I think that's such an important point, Janine, because we have a culture. I think many of us recognize that we have a culture that that has a real allergy to masculinity, right? Mm-hmm. The, there's there's something about the, the kind of the strength of masculinity that that our our secular culture finds threatening and finds, you know, like we talk about the kind of emasculation, emasculation the, yeah, the, the stripping out the masculinity yeah. of, of the church. You know, yeah. like, like it's all supposed to be very feminine. But you know what's interesting is that our culture doesn't only hate uh, masculinity; it also hates femininity. Mm-hmm. It hates that which makes us unique—the right. motherhood, the the, the nurturing. Uh, the, there's there is a real concentrated push to make a very unisex world, which um, is so. It was just perfect having Jen on and Jen being a you know one of the creators of this because the Theology of the Body Institute talks about how. Our masculinity and our femininity is is at the, at the heart of how we actually image God. Mm-hmm. Not that God is male or female, but that in our communion, our communion, in our our complementarity, uh, that that invites us into unity. That that's if you read the scriptural narrative of the creation in Genesis one twenty six right. and following, it says he, you know he made them in the divine image, in the image of God. He made them male and female. He created them. It like it points most directly to our masculinity and femininity as being at the heart of how we image God. But see, that's that's the whole crux of it, too, though. Mm-hmm. And and we as um, Catholics need to be be very uh, strengthened, yeah. you know, by one another and by our faith um, to, to not allow this to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it bothers me greatly when we have people in office and politics who claim to be Catholic— and yet push for things that are not Catholic. Right. And, and so we really need to be intentional uh, about what it is that we believe. And because morality is just out the window. If, yeah. if we get rid of, if, if we just take gender out of it, um, and again, gender equality is very important. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that. Today's the feast of uh, St. Elizabeth Ann Seton the first canonized American woman mm-hmm. in the church. Uh, you know, our church is not anti-woman. No, not at all. <laughs> you know, and it's not anti-man. It's, um, <laughs> you know, we're made in the image and likeness of God, and we need to, you know, really yeah. strengthen ourselves in those uniquenesses and the, the, the gifts, the yeah. blessings that they are. Well, the first and greatest saint in the patrimony of the church is Mary, is, yes. is the mother of God, is a woman. 
um, who stands as really kind of the icon of both strength, but but a, a womanly strength, you know. Uh, uh, and so, I mean, obviously, the church is is the voice of God resonating down through the ages. And so God can't be opposed to his own creation. Exactly. Our, our and we're now, all made you know. in his image and likeness. Yeah. And and so be strong out there. Uh, grow in your devotion uh, to St. Joseph because he leads you to the Father. Absolutely. We are going to have to take another quick break, uh, but we want to come back with more good Real Presence Live for you right after this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, I'm Father Chris Alar. If you have lost anyone to a sudden or tragic death, you can still help them. Please visit our website, suicideandhope.com, and memorialize those that you love. There is no obligation or cost. You can simply enter their first name, initials, or a nickname, and I will personally pray for them and have a Mass said each month. Please, again, visit suicideandhope.com. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. S.J. Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, S.J. Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. S.J. Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And we want to welcome you back to Real Presence Live. We are so grateful that you've joined us this morning. Brad Gray and Janine Bitson here, your hosts um, for this this run of Real Presence Live. And, uh, you know, we were just talking about the, the consecration to St. Joseph. We had had the segment with Jen Settle from the Theology of Body Institute and um, I, as we were on break, I was trying to count out, like, if someone wanted to make their consecration day on March 19th, if they're going to do this on the, the Solemnity of St. Joseph, according to my math, uh, you would potentially start that on February 3rd. I think that might be worth might, confirming. Might want to double check that, might but be worth I confirming. think it's pretty close. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but you know what's really cool about that 
is the presentation of our Lord in the temple. Yes, absolutely. It would be very close to when you would start that date. Exactly, exactly. So that's some, that's something to consider. You know, and um, we're, we're kind of at a time right now where we're looking at resolutions, and new spiritual resolutions. How do we grow closer to the Lord? How do we invite Him in deeper uh, into our lives? So that, that could be one way that, you know, it doesn't necessarily start today, but starting the beginning of next month, that would be a good one. But I, I think that I think that's a very healthy practice for us to to continuously um, assess you know, how is the Lord calling me close. And obviously, the new year always invites us into kind of a newness of this relationship, right? Right, right. And I know you know when you think of New Year's resolutions, and you know we all do it. Yep. You know it is. It's like oh. Especially after 2020, you're like ready to, you know, yes, kind of. Yes, that's cleanse. But yet we're not, we're not over with any of it yet. But, uh, but being that new year, um, resolutions, whether it's I'm going to eat this, cut this out of my diet, or I'm going to lose this amount of weight, or mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know, wake up at this time every morning. And, you know, there's all kinds of different resolutions. But what are our spiritual resolutions? Mm-hmm. And that's just so important to put that at the forefront, yeah. not to get rid of the other things that are no. good and healthy and, and nurturing to our bodies, but... yeah. And they can actually even be done for spiritual, with, with the, an eye towards spiritual... Exactly. Um, you know, growth, right? Uh-huh. So, I mean, if if our if our thing that we're struggling with is uh, intemperance, you know, having some, you know, physical disciplines in that can be a good thing as well. I mean, so the, the, they can all be blended together. It's the whole point is to to bring ourselves to the Lord, right? Right. I think the whole point is is what we're doing. Is it is it bringing us closer mm-hmm. to eternity yeah. and where we want to be. And and we had a really um, great pastor's page this last weekend about New Year's mm. resolutions. And, and you know, it was, it was really interesting. I won't read the whole thing, but, um, you know, just proposing making at least one New Year's resolution concerning one's spiritual life. Mm-hmm. Just, just one, you know, yeah. don't make it daunting. Don't make it, don't set yourself up for failure, right. you know, right from the get-go, which many of us do when... I would like to lose 20 pounds. Well, I, I'm going to set myself up for failure. Sure. It's not happening, <laughs> you know. But nope. anyway, um, to make just one and and to do it continuously and, and also to yeah. pray about it, you know, ask God, yeah. you know, what is it, you know, that I need to do to increase my spiritual relationship, right. my relationship with you spiritually. I, I think a part of that, too, is like kind of like the... the, the Scenario that you threw out there, I want to lose 20 pounds, right? As we are setting our, our spiritual resolutions, we don't want to make it so abstract that it's just like this idea floating out there somehow. Right. You want to have some concrete, okay, if that were going to be a goal that I had, that would mean doing what, right? And mm-hmm. so, so too, like, I don't want to just, I want to work on discipline this year. Okay, well, what does that look like concretely? What does, how are you going to do that, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the things that, that I'm doing this this year that I'm really excited about, and I'm not alone, um, it, you know, I've found that one of the most transformative things in my spiritual life, one of the things that have been been the most fruitful things that I've done, has been just regular contact with the Word of God. Reading the Scriptures regularly, daily, um, it really does help, as St. Paul talks about, to put on the mind of Christ. You mm-hmm. begin to encounter situations differently. 
just because the language of the scripture is running in your mind mm-hmm. when you're when you're having that close contact. And you know, I've signed up along with apparently a good portion of the country uh, for Father Mike Schmidt's Bible in a Year podcast. Isn't he fantastic? Well, everyone loves Father Mike, yeah. right? Um, but the, the fascinating thing is, I got an email yesterday, maybe uh, that from Ascension Press, who's kind of hosting this. And they said that this is actually the number one podcast in the country right now, surpassing everything else out there, all of the, whether it be religious or secular, this is the number one podcast in the country where Father Mike goes in and he reads, you have, um, he bases it off the Great Adventure Bible timeline that was created by Jeff Cavins, where he takes the, the 14 narrative books of the scriptures that give you the overall story. Of some, out of the 73 books, there are 14 that give you the overall story and the context for all the other books. And so they've crafted a reading plan over the course of the next 365 days to, um, to read some each day from these narrative books, but then to plug in other things uh, to find the context. So right now what we're doing is we're in this period called the early world that deals with the creation. And, you know, just today was on uh, Noah and the, the flood and so on. Um, and then they also insert like one of the Psalms. And the psalm is kind of speaking to what's going on in that situation right now. So it's not necessarily a, a linear chronological progression in the sense of we're going to read Psalm 1, we're going to read Psalm 2. We're gonna, it's like the first one was something like Psalm 19, then 104, and now we're back to Psalm 1. But, but because each one of them ties into what are we actually addressing in the, the narrative today and how does that speak into that. And so it's been great. And I, I, I just love it. And like you said... You can't go wrong with Father Mike, right? Oh no, no, and and that's just another way that you're you're growing deeper mm-hmm. in your relationship with Christ. That the, those resolutions, those spiritual resolutions, that's ultimately, you know, what we need to be striving for. Mm-hmm. And and when you look at the world that we're in, it just is so heartwarming. Yeah. It gives me so much hope to know that it's the number one podcast. Right? You know, isn't that yeah. cool? I mean, take away the mainstream media and all the craziness in the world. It's really yeah. not as crazy as it's right. Uh, when you when, when you're, we're facing all sorts of election madness and pandemic and all of this, you know, to, to realize that this, the Bible of the year, is the thing where people are the most tuned in. Yeah. Is, that's awesome, you know? Right. It, it gives you so much hope. But, you know, and, and back to the pastor's page, you know, we just, John and I just love our, our Paris priest. Um, but he, he, he says, perhaps the best way to start this is to ponder your own deathbed mm. experience. Mm. You know, imagine the end of your life. What would you be wishing at that point had been different in your relationship with God? Mm-hmm. And of course, anything you come up with will all be indicative of where you are right now with him. So, you know, just I'm taking this a little bit piecemeal out of his page, but Let's think about that. Yeah. I mean, you know, if if you were to be on your deathbed today, you know, where the do you have regrets? Yeah. Are you in relationship with Jesus? Are you in relationship with yeah. your fellow man? Are there certain yearnings that you're feeling in your heart where it's like, ah, oh, Lord, I, I really would like this. I'm having a hard time choosing this. You know. Sure. And and you know, in this day of COVID. You know, it, we do tend to pull back mm-hmm. and and isolate and remove ourselves. 
And is that really what we should be doing? Yeah. You know, what is God calling us to do? So we really need to take it to prayer yes. and ask God because it's it's not something we can just make that decision on our own. We need to have God really tell us where we need to right. improve that. And, and we want his grace bolstering us up. That's, right. I, mean, I, th- I think that's often a trap that we fall into for Lent. Um, and, and, you know, Advent, these, these seasons, perhaps penitential seasons, are seasons where we want to do something new. It's like, um, okay, I want to do this for you, Lord. I want to I um, make this commitment for you, mm-hmm. which is a good, you know, inspiration. It's a good desire. But the fact of the matter is the Lord God isn't wanting to just sit back and watch what we can do. He wants to be there as, as the engine propelling us yes. forward. So what do we want to do, Lord? I think is, that you're is absolutely Is it right. his will or is it our will? Yeah, what does he and, want to do in us? You yeah, know? right. What is your will, God? Mm-hmm. And and what is it that you want me to do? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that that's that's terrific. I, um, I, you know, as I said, I've, I've really enjoyed so far this Bible in a Year podcast. With that one, um, it's about 20 minutes a day. And the nice thing that I didn't get, bef- I didn't understand clearly before it, is that Father Mike actually reads the whole section of the reading for you in the podcast and then comments on it. Okay. You know, so it's nice because uh, I can do that on my way back from work. You know, I can just listen to the podcast and and then have that kind of being n- nourishing my my spirit, my mind. Um, and so I think finding things that that you can figure out how that fits mm-hmm. in my schedule and my life. You know, um, I think that's an important part of it. Yeah, and to have such incredible spiritual direction from such yeah. a great and holy man is yeah. wonderful too. And I think I, I love the the point about you know like what's my deathbed uh, conversation. You know, it so it might also be what are the state of my relationships with those around me? Are there exactly. ways that you know the Lord says um, when when you have the the story uh, of the man who has if you realize that someone has something against you. And you go to the altar. First, leave your gift. Go be reconciled with your brother and then bring your gift to the altar. Mm-hmm. Our relationships with those around us also contribute to our relationship with the Lord God. Right. Um, you know, we're not going to get into all the, the counseling, psychological, about what's a toxic relationship. But just allowing the, the freedom of our hearts to be, um, to be saturated by God's love. And not holding on to bitterness or resentment or whatever. And when you grow in in knowledge of the scriptures, when that's part of your life, mm-hmm. then those relationships around you change in a very glorious way as Amen. well. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more Real Presence Live right after this. Mm-hmm. 